Welcome to Bancroft's Broadcasts, the school podcast where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about the school and its community. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our school. So let's get into this episode of Bancroft's Broadcasts. Sam Dias is an upper sixth student at Bancroft School. As well as being a keen musician and deputy head of North House, Sam is also chair of Identity, Bancroft's Society for LGBTQ plus pupils. In this episode of Bancroft's Broadcasts, we speak to Sam about identity and its place in the Bancroft's community. So hello there, Sam. Sam Dias, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Brilliant. Now, Sam, I'm always pleased when we get to speak to different people from around the community of Bancrofts. But when we get to speak to a pupil, a student, that always seems to be an extra special opportunity. So thank you so much. Tell us a little about what year you're in at school, how long you've been at Bancrofts. I'm now in year 13, so the upper sixth. So it's my last year at Bancrofts now. And I've been here since I was seven, so in year three. So it's been quite a while I've been at Bancroft's now. Wow, you've really been at Bancroft's all that time. So you've seen the school change as you yourself have, have grown up through the through the life of the school. Yeah, it's been quite nice to sort of see the changes that like happened at the school. Okay, maybe we'll chat about some of those changes just shortly because I want to look at the reason we've invited you to join us today. You're quite an active member uh, of the school. You do quite a lot of things. And today we're going to chat a bit about something called the Identity Society. Is that right? Have I have I described that correctly? Yes. Uh, Identity Society is a society where we talk about different issues that people in the LGBTQ plus community face. So it's sort of all about issues to do with the identity. Now, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm seeing that identity isn't spelt quite as we might imagine it sounds. It, it's on my notes. It says identity. But then the last bit is spelt T-E-A. What's that all about? Why identity T-E-A? Well, we spelt it like that because it's sort of like a pun, because whenever we meet, we always have sort of tea and biscuits while we discuss the matters. That's the... A common bond you have is it when you get together to chat you're always doing so over a cup of tea yeah i think it just sort of makes the environment a little bit more relaxed especially when we're talking about sometimes quite heavy issues it's quite nice to be able to have make it a little bit more light-hearted so that everyone feels like they can share that makes sense so your chair of identity did you found it did you set it up no it was founded by one of the teachers who i think has already been on a previous podcast called miss entwistle yes i remember chatting to miss entwistle yeah yeah and i've been a member of the pride community um for quite a while now so i sort of i've grown up with it since it was started at bancroft's and more recently i've become chair of pride so how long have you been involved with it? And you said since it, since it started, since it was founded. When was that? That was in year nine, sort of towards the end of year nine, going into year 10. So just before lockdown started. Right. And what was the value of the Identity Society for you at that time? Why did you find yourself coming along and participating? I think it was just quite nice to be able to go somewhere where you sort of, you felt valued for who you were. Because sometimes within a school environment, there's a lot of people have different opinions, which is obviously normal for a school environment where everyone's growing and changing. But it's quite nice to go to a society where you sort of you feel like no matter who you are, you're 
valued. And do you think for students who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, is that a particularly poignant need? Yeah, definitely. I think especially for students who are newly coming out or sort of still trying to figure out who they are, it's good to sort of have a place where you've got other people who might have gone through similar experiences. Right. So that's there's value there in coming along and realising that one isn't alone, that there's someone else who's possibly experienced what you've experienced or is uh, considering the same ideas that, that, that you're considering. Yeah, exactly. So the conversations that go on then, are they generally just good-natured chat or do you sometimes find yourself sort of confronting difficult things and, and upsetting topics? We sort of, we cover a wide range. Sometimes it will just be sort of educating people. So like next week, for example, we're doing a session on sort of like the evolution of the pride flag, which will just be educating people to sort of how pride has changed over the years. Oh, that sounds interesting. Tell, tell us a bit about that. I haven't actually done that session. I've handed it out. There's two other people in the group who said they wanted to do that session. So I, see. I actually, I'm not that short of how the pride flags changed over the years so i'm going to be interested to find out right so ideas get shared different people play different roles and there's a chance to learn from each other yeah i think it gives it sort of gives back to everyone who takes part allowing them to sort of talk about what they want to talk about instead of sort of almost doing it like a lecture style i think it's much nicer to have it more like a community what sort of topics have you found yourself covering We've covered bullying and sort of the different ways that people in the LGBTQ can sort of face bullying and sort of what they can do to try and minimalize the impacts of bullying or stand up to bullying and things like that. And last week we did one on looking at different LGBTQ black musicians. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting just to see how some artists use their platform to sort of really push for equality. Yeah, brilliant. Now, you mentioned that as you've been at the school for such a long time, you've seen change in the school, change in yourself, change in your friends. Tell me a little bit about the the, the, the culture and the way that conversations around LGBTQ plus issues are dealt with. Has there been a change that you've noticed? There has been a change. I'm not sure whether it's a change within the school or whether it's sort of a change as we've gotten older and everyone sort of matured a lot more. Okay. You'd find people sort of around year eight or year nine as they're going through the corridors just saying that's so gay, probably not realising the impacts it has on people because that's just what they heard other people saying. But as you move up the school, there's sort of more of a realisation and you don't hear it as much. You're describing that as if it's unfortunate, but part of growing up and getting used to these different ideas and considering each other more fairly. Yeah. So a lot of schools will have some sort of uh, pride uh, festivals, some pride events, some way of marking pride within the life of the school, within the course of the school year. How's that dealt with at Bancroft's? Throughout the Pride Week in June, we do quite a lot of celebrations. So we do different sort of arts and crafts things, making things for, to put up around the school. We have the Pride flag that flies high up on the tower throughout the whole of Pride Week, which I think it is really nice to see walking into the school. It sort of makes Bancroft feel like a much safer place. Right. The sight of that flag actually says something to you about the kind of environment in which you're, you're studying and living. Yeah, definitely. I think it just, it sort of shows that Bancroft's is definitely a very accepting place. Mm -hmm. 
And it's only been in the last few years that we started putting the Pride flag up on the top during Pride Week. And I think it's sort of really showing how the school's developing. That's good to know. Do you have friends at other schools who possibly where there's maybe a different approach? Yeah, I know I've got friends at other schools who have done different assemblies on Pride and topics like that. Mm -hmm. And I think what I think that's sort of what inspired me to want to do more within Bancroft because I've seen sort of how positively it's affected their schools by having students sort of stand up and say their beliefs and sort of like speak about equality. And I've sort of taken a leaf out of their book and wanted to try and bring that to Bancroft. So as chair of identity, you've actually brought in ideas that you've heard of elsewhere to try and make things as, as best as they can possibly be. Yeah, I try and learn from other people just to hear what worked for them, what didn't work, and just try it out for myself at Bancroft. What plans do you have for the, the rest of the school year as, as chair of identity, what plans do you have? What's lined up for the rest of the academic year? So we're trying to plan a trip to Brighton because they do tours in Brighton of sort of some of the historical monuments around Pride. So we're looking to do a tour there in about February time. And they've also got an LGBT museum in London that we're hoping to go to as well. So it's not just activities contained within the school. You're going out there, you're seeing things, you're learning, you're exploring more about LGBT culture. Yeah, it's just it's trying to educate people as much as anything else, because the more people understand the impacts of like their actions and their words on people around them, I think the safer the environment will feel. Do you think if these issues aren't, are not addressed as you're addressing them, do you think there are problems and, and, and risks that are unaddressed? Yeah, I think it, you have to sort of try and find a fine line between it because I think there's a balance. If you don't say enough to sort of get people to understand the message, then there's obviously there's going to be a lot of homophobia going around because people aren't educated to know what homophobia is. And But then also on the other side, if it keeps being brought up constantly, people tend to then ignore the message. So it's trying to find that balance of educating people enough, but not too much. Do you think that's a balance that sometimes isn't always got right? Yeah, I think it's to do with different people's tolerances. Mm -hmm. I think different people want to learn more about the community and will be interested to hear more when there's sort of other assemblies or different things going on about the LGBTQ community. But then other people, if they've got their own views that might be slightly more homophobic, their tolerance will be a lot lower to sort of hearing about what's going on with the community. Now, of course, Bancrofts exist within a community, within the wider world. Do you think attitudes towards sexuality and identity, do you think they have changed and evolved during the time that you've been involved in these sort of conversations? Yeah, I definitely think that they have. I mean, I'm noticing more and more sort of when we're having the identity um, society meetings, uh, we've got year, we've got people coming in from all different years throughout the school, right from year seven up to year 13, where everyone's coming to share what they think. And Back when Pride Club started, it was mainly teachers with a few students who were going. Mm. So I think a lot more people are willing to share their opinion and sort of stand up for the LGBTQ community to get them the representation that they need. You mentioned teachers there. Are teachers part of 
uh, identity part of your your tea and chat sessions as much as students are then it's student-led now it used to be a lot more Mm teacher-led but i think sort of like i was saying before it works really well if it's sort of led by students because you sort of feel a lot more like you can contribute because I guess, especially when the younger years, you sort of feel like it's easier to talk to other students than it is to talk to a teacher. But it's good to know you've got teachers there to support you when you need it, I imagine. Yeah, I get, they're there to sort of add anything else that we might have missed or if they see any behaviour that's sort of unacceptable for the society, then they can be there to sort of help mediate that and make sure everything's okay. Sam, what would you say to anyone who questions this and says, do we really need this sort of thing at school? Can't people just work things out for themselves? Why do we need uh, clubs and, 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 and communities such as this? Is it really needed? What would you say to that? I think that it is needed. I think personally, when I was coming out, I didn't have a society like this to sort of help me find my way. And I did find it really difficult. And I guess even though it might not be sort of the driving force that this might change a lot about your process of coming out. I think it's just every small step that helps you towards finding yourself is necessary. If it can make your journey easier, then I'd say that it's necessary. And it sounds like that idea of being alongside other people, being part of a community and not on your own, sounds like what you're offering through the way you share the identity group. Yeah, it's all just sort of based around being a community rather than sort of led by one person. Do you know what? In many of the conversations we have within Bancroft's Broadcasts podcasts, that word community crops up a lot in different contexts, uh, different conversations around different topics. I do get a sense every time I speak to someone within the school, be that a student, be that a teacher, that community is really quite an important aspect of life there. Yeah, definitely. I think in all schools, it's really important to be community focused so that your time in school you enjoy it a lot more and I guess at Bancroft's we just work extra hard to make sure that everyone feels included as much as we can to make sure that everyone enjoys their time at Bancroft's and feels like they can be heard. I very much get that impression. Uh, For you um, in your school life outside identity what aspects of the community at Bancroft's mean a lot to you? Uh, What makes up the rest of your school life? Outside of the community? Outside of identity? Outside of identity, I also take part in a few choirs, which I really enjoy because I really enjoy doing music and I don't have the chance to do that for A-level anymore. So I quite like to get that feeling of still being involved with something musical outside of my studies. You've been into music for quite some time? Yeah, definitely. I think especially during lockdown, it was one of the ways one of the things that helped me cope with sort of that feeling of isolation that everyone was feeling. Right, I see. Music was something you turned to uh, when we were going through that slightly disorienting time, yeah? Yeah, it's just sort of helped me channel all of that negativity that you just kept reading in the news to something more positive. That makes sense. And I hear you're also a deputy head of one of the houses at school, yeah? Yeah, I'm deputy head of North House. Tell me what that involves. Um, a lot of the time it's sort of helping to dish out roles to to sort of other prefects in our year and sort of making sure that everyone in the house is okay and just keeping an eye out for the other students and making sure that they're enjoying their time at Bancroft's. Right. So another opportunity for you to 
show a bit of leadership, lend a bit of support and, and be part of that community that's so important. Yeah, once again, it's sort of, you know, helping to make sure that everybody gets involved with a community. Of course. Now, your year 13, upper sixth, does that mean that your time at Bancrofts will be coming to an end next year? Yeah, it will be. It feels odd to think about it because I've been here for so long, it just sort of feels normal to be at Bancrofts. What, what will it be like for you to leave that and to move on to the next stage in your life? It sort of feels like time's moving really quick. And I think I'm sort of getting used to the idea that it won't be long before I will be going off to uni or wherever I go afterwards. And I think in a way, as much as it's scary to think about, it's quite exciting to think about that change. And what are you hoping to do next? What is, what's lined up next for you? I've applied for biomedical science. So hopefully I'll be going to one of my unis that I've chosen to study that for the next few years. Sam, thank you so much for telling us so much about your life at Bancrofts. It sounds like you're a very active part of the school community, as you, you've explained through your leadership of the Identity Society and the other parts of your life there. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed doing this and I hope that anyone who listens to this can feel like they can find their safe space within Bancrofts to be who they are. Sam, as a parting thing, if you could offer one piece of advice to anyone who was, uh, whether they were at Bancrofts or elsewhere, just wondering about their identity and, and, and grappling with this sort of conversation, what might your advice be? It's much easier to be open about who you are and be yourself than it is to try and hide that because you think that's what society wants. That's a brilliant piece of advice to leave us with. Thank you so much. Sam Dias. Thank you. We were speaking there to Sam Dias, Chair of Identity at Bancrofts. Sam shared his thoughts on the value of creating a welcoming environment where pupils can discuss their feelings around themselves and their identities over a cup of tea and a biscuit. Thank you so much, Sam. 